Well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. Vikings! Nobody misses the extra point. So they had to do one little kick and now I'm ruined? No bitch to me. Bet with your head. No over it. What's happening, guys? Welcome to The Juice, the serious gambling podcast for the not-so-serious gambler. I am your host. My name is Memphis. You can follow me on Twitter at DWZMemphis. And we're coming up on week 16. If you're a fantasy gamer, you know what an important week this is. We've got this week and two more regular season weeks, a lot of games and a lot of game windows to cover. So I'm going to do the show a little bit differently than I normally do. Get into that in just one second. Um, Don't want to forget to plug the Dynasty Warzone. That is my Dynasty Fantasy Football based podcast found right here on the Player Profiler YouTube and podcast networks, as long as our as well as our own podcast and YouTube channel, the Dynasty War Zone. Just do me a quick favor, subscribe to both, and you're helping us out a ton. Both Dynasty War Zone and Player Profiler. Um, not going to waste a lot of time with the intro. We have a lot to cover. Uh, normally, I start with Survivor. I am going to do that, and I'm going to do. Uh, a little bit more with the pickums, but I'll explain everything right after this. DFS getting harder every year, but we're here to make it easier with the DFS Dominator because I know a lot of optimizers keep coming out. Oh, our optimizer. What about this optimizer? But that optimizer. Well, we have a cash game optimizer that leverages the projections from Dario, Billy, the award-winning projections at playerprofiler.com and builds the best lineups for cash games that have both upside and and stability because that's what you want it's a couple clicks boom 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 you get the best possible lineup for your cash games but for tournaments traditional optimizers don't work that's why we have a lineup genius which takes you through the process of building lineups the way they should be built which quarterbacks you want to be overweight on then building stacks then setting runbacks then optimizing and generating up to 150 lineups that you can easily import into DraftKings, into FanDuel. That's the DFS Dominator. It's only $45 a year. Not not a week. A, a year. A year. Just go to Player Profiler, click on the DFS Dominator from the menu, and you won't be sorry. And you won't be sorry if you check out the Pick'em Power Hour. Pick'em Power Hour is a YouTube-based show found here on the Player Profiler Network. Uh, just go to YouTube, search Pick'em Power Hour, and you'll find the show and uh, get spun around some more NFL content. So let's talk Survivor real quick, and then we'll jump right into the rest of the goodness. So Survivor, they're down to 10. We've been talking about it all year. Uh, they're playing for about $9.3 million in cash, and they're down to 10. So Basically, everybody's got about a $930,000 equity stake in this game. And there's one gambler. His name is Sean Perry. He is the one guy. He's a poker player who lives there in Vegas. And and he is the one guy refusing to split the pot. I, I didn't get a chance to read the article. I saw this in headline. And I think it has to do with whom everybody has left because 
as you know, with Survivor, you pick a different team each and every week as you move along. And I think that he may have like higher end teams. He may have Baltimore. He may have San Francisco. He may have Dallas. He may have, you know, just really good teams or really good matchups and and feels like he has the best of it. Uh, From what I've read, the majority of the teams this week are on Denver. I know New England's been bad, but and I know Denver's at home. I just don't know that I could do that. I don't know that I could I could back Denver even against Bailey Zappi. It would just it'd be tough, but this is what happens. You get down to the very end of this. And also, not only do you have to pick a game between last night, because I record this show on Friday nights, but between the Thursday night game and the end of the day Sunday, you have to have one selection. And then you have to have another selection just for Christmas Day. We went through this back during Thanksgiving. So this thing's going to have a lot of twists and turns. We'll see who walks away with the money if they split the money. I just, we've been talking about Survivor the entire time we've been doing this podcast. So I just, uh, we're going to take it all the way. We're going to see how many Survivors they end up with. Like I said, currently 10 and... We'll see what we have this time next week. Speaking of this time next week, before I get into the results of my Pick'em contest from last week, uh, next week's show, I am not going to be able to record until the 31st. So that's New Year's Eve. That's a Sunday. Uh, I don't get back in town from my vacation until the 31st. So I will be doing probably a live stream that morning. Uh, I'll probably just do a live stream. If you're a normal watcher of this show, you can hop on and ask your questions in the chat. We'll make it a little bit more uh, interactive than it is normally. See if I can get one of the uh, members of the player profiler team to jump on with me. We may take some fantasy questions as well, but that will be not next Friday or Saturday. It'll be live on that Sunday morning. Um, Like I said, I get back late Saturday night. I'll be doing all my research and work via the plane, but it'll be good. It'll be good. Looking forward to it, and I'm uh, looking forward to getting out of town for a little bit. So last week in our Pick'em contest, it was the most unique of weeks as I have never finished one, two, and two ever. I actually mentioned this last week that I thought I was going to get a couple of ties. I said that joking, thinking that, you know, with not having a lot of games picked last week with the half point in there that I I thought that I would be able to, that I would be able to three and two, three and two is always the goal to be real honest. And so last week was weird. I'll just get into last week's uh, picks. So my first pick was the Colts Uh, had the Colts plus two. Um, They won outright. Uh, I know people don't want to hear it right now, but the, the Steelers aren't very good. Um, I mean, Mitch Trubisky, it's, it's going to be very curious to see what the, the the Steelers look like in 2023. 20, 24, excuse me, 2024. Um, the Colts have won five of six, and the Colts are on my ticket again this week. The Colts have been very good to me. I've had them on my ticket for four of the last five weeks, and they've won three of the last four times that I've used them. Uh, second game, I had the Browns minus three. This is one of those ones that I, I got the better end of the bargain. 
the Browns probably weren't supposed to win this game. Uh, the Bears looked to be well in control of that game. They had to pick six. They intercepted Joe Flacco three times in total. They, they had a firm control of it. Heard a, heard a weird stat today that if the Bears games had only lasted three quarters, so they didn't play the fourth quarter, they'd be eight, six, and one on the season. Uh, that tells you how bad of a fourth quarter team the Bears are. Uh, I feel like I got lucky to get the push with the Browns. That was one of two pushes. And speaking of pushes, the next game was the Vikings minus three. Very much the the, the same thing. They were behind the in, entire game. Um, excuse me, this is one of the losses. I, I apologize. This is one of the losses. Um, the uh, Jake Browning throwing out the... The uh, you should have never cut me, a la Kirk Cousins. You like that? Um, he was fired up, but it was it was okay. Um, final game, the Bills. I had the Bills at home against the Cowboys. That was a win. And final game was uh, Seahawks. This was one of the ones that I I took the worst of. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I had a lock. I had the Eagles minus three. Looking like a lock, and then Drew Lock stepped in and got the better of me. Good for him. Uh, I, I love the interaction between him and Gino. And I just Drew Lock's one of those guys that I root for. I like Drew Lock quite a bit. Um, I like Drew Lock the guy. I don't think he'll ever be a consistent starter. I think he's a guy in that vein of Gardner Minshew and Jake Browning. And Tommy DeVito, a guy that will make a good living in the NFL as a backup, just not a guy that will be a a guy to, to, to lead a team. So that was last week. I finished one, two, and one. That puts me on the season four games below 500. I'm not giving up. Got three games to go, or excuse me, three weeks to go, 15 games to go. And we're going to see if we can get this thing to 500 by the end of the season. If you're watching live on YouTube with me, I'm going to go ahead and pull up my contest picks for this week. And I said I was going back to the Colts. I am going back to the Colts. I am taking the Colts plus two and a half. Don't understand this. I know Atlanta is at home. They play better at home. I know they're switching to Taylor Heineke. I just don't think that this, this contest line factors in that Michael Pittman Jr.'s playing. He's got props available on BetMGM Grand or FanDuel or wherever you get your lines. So we've we've already got established that he's playing. Jonathan Taylor's playing. And the Colts' defense looked better. I mean, it was at home. The Colts' defense typically plays better at home. I'm not worried about Taylor Heineke. Uh, I don't think Atlanta wins this game. I don't think they're playing for Arthur Smith. I don't think they're playing for the division. The Colts are playing for more. I'm going to take what I think is the better team. So if if what this number says at two and a half is if you consider home field between two and three points, Seattle being a three-point home field, New Orleans used to be, Green Bay kind of still is. Um, but if you consider Atlanta's home field is worth two, two and a half, that means on an even field, like if they played this game in – LA at the Rams stadium that these are even teams. I don't think so. I think the Colts are better. I think I'm getting the, I, I don't think I know I'm getting the better coach. I know I'm getting the better quarterback. 
everything else we'll see, but I'll, I'll take the points with what I think to be the better team. This next one, I'm on the opposite side of a lot of pros. I know a lot of pros are backing the, the Vikings this week. And it's, it's a field goal, so I'm probably putting myself in line for another push. Jared Goff in a dome is always going to be a better play than Jared Goff outside. And I think, I, I think people underestimate Jared Goff. I know this is a bad matchup in terms of blitz percentage and how much that Brian Flores and the Minnesota Vikings defense likes to blitz. I'm okay with that. I think I'm getting the better offense. This is a a Vikings team that has just really looked out of sorts. And what they scored three points two weeks ago, they lost last week to Cincinnati. I, I don't think they can keep up with the Lions on offense. So even though it's in Minnesota, you'll hear that damn horn and the skull chants. I'm okay with that. Lions minus the three. Uh, speaking of road favorites, I'm going to take the Browns. Browns, another team that have been pretty good to me, to me this year. I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns minus the two and a half. And this is, you can see all these numbers live right here on, on YouTube. Um, pretty simple here. Case Keenum against that defense barely got by Tennessee and Tennessee's defense was pretty banged up. They didn't have Jeffrey Simmons. Pretty easy for me. Browns minus two and a half. Uh, this next one, you can see if you're watching live on YouTube, this is one that I actually changed my card. Um, I went back in. I, I made my selections. Originally, I had Tampa Bay. But I, I do the research early in the morning, throughout the day on Friday. Comes out later Friday afternoon that looks like Trevor Lawrence is going to be the starting quarterback on Sunday. I'm going to take the Jags. I think the Jag I think this number should be reversed. To be quite honest, I think the Jags should be laying a little bit to Tampa Bay. I know Tampa Bay is coming off of a a big win in Green Bay last week. I'm still going to take the Jaguars. Um, this is a four o'clock game. I'm going to have this game and some props here in a minute. But uh, they'll know whether or not the Colts won. And if the Colts win, which obviously I, I have the Colts as another pick, it's going to put pressure on the Jaguars because the Colts would then be in the lead of the AFC South. So uh, I'm going to go Jags plus two and a half plus. I think they went out right. And then final game Cardinals plus four. I wouldn't have taken this plus three, but plus four. I think this is a field goal game. This is two bad teams that are playing for 2024. Uh, two head coaches. I don't think that Jonathan Gannon is playing for his life as, as a head coach as much as Matt Eberflus is. But I, I like the way the Cardinals have played. They've they they were closer in the first half than it looked like the end score would say against San Francisco. I think there's some fight there, so I'm going to take the Cardinals plus four. So I'll read these off, and then we'll uh, we'll talk about some pickems. Uh, Colts plus two and a half at Atlanta. Lions minus three at Minnesota. Browns minus two and a half at Houston. Jaguars plus two and a half at Tampa Bay and the Cardinals plus four at Chicago. Every pick I just realized was a road pick. I didn't really uh, realize that that as I was doing the show, but that's how we're going to roll this week. Need to go three and two. Three and two would be absolutely killer. Um, would get me right where I want to be to finish the season. 
And we have a lot of pickums and a lot of props to cover. So I'm just going to jump in real quick, the read from Underdog, and we'll get rolling. It has been two years since Josh Larkey paved the way for fantasy gamers to start expecting positive returns from pick'em games, specifically underdog pick'ems. And how do you do it? Well, you look at the slate and you find a great shootout or a sneaky shootout. You also look for a shit show game. Three, four, five, six guys in one game. That's right. You can do it. You can do it. And you can 100x your payout on underdog. Think about week one. Jets-Bills was a shit show. Did we see the Aaron Rodgers injury coming? No, but we knew the Jets have a good defense. We knew the Bills have a good defense. Why not expect the worst? And the worst is what we got. So if you had gone Dalvin Cook less than, Garrett Wilson less than, Aaron Rodgers less than, Josh Allen less than, Gabriel Davis less than, boom, 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 boom. You can go six for six. Same thing in week two. Oh, week two. Well, sneaky shootout there in Philadelphia. Minnesota's going to be in comeback mode. So we'll go Cousins. Jefferson, Hawkinson, more than. Madison, less than. But also, Swift, more than. Boom, 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 boom. That's how you do it with the underdog pickums, and you use promo code UNDERWORLD to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You put in 100 underdog matches that deposit up to 100 bucks with promo code UNDERWORLD. Go start picking. There you go. You'll be able to find a lot of the props that I am going to be covering this week over at Underdog, as well as our sponsor, BetMGM. Uh, last week, I went with 14 total picks. If you think back to the first week of the year, we were I was doing three picks a week. Uh, now I'm up to, I guess, 14. This week, I've got 16. I'll explain that in a second. So basically, what I did last week and what I've done again this week is I've got a pick on every single game window. Uh, so basically what I'm saying is that if you don't have like the Yahoo, uh, not Yahoo, uh, YouTube, you don't have the YouTube package or you don't have the ability to watch like every game all the time, these are all the primetime games. They're standalone games, and uh, I, I had picks. So last week on my bets, I went four and three. And on my leans, I went four and three, so eight and six on the week. Um, I only keep score. I only keep score on the the four and three on the bets. That puts me plus five units on the season to date. A uh, little bit better with with the props, especially given the volume of props that I've been giving out. Um, I'll just review last week real quick. T.J. Hawkinson took overtime, but got me over fifty two and a half receiving yards. That was a win on a bet. Uh, Mixon over three and a half receptions. That was a miss. Uh, I didn't factor in the involvement of Chase Brown, and it makes sense as I follow these guys from a dynasty perspective. This is Joe Mixon, ninety nine percent sure his last year in Cincinnati. So doesn't surprise me as much in in hindsight to see how much they've started to incorporate Chase. Uh, Mitch Trubisky in the in the four o'clock window last week. Mitch is the gift that keeps on giving. I uh, had Mitch over one interception. He hit that. And I had Mitch over one touchdown. He got both in the first quarter. This was a pretty boring from a bet game standpoint. 2-0 uh, and uh, in, in the 4-30, but then at 8-30, 0-2. Had David Montgomery under 15 and a half, and he finished with, I think, 17. Uh, they just got way up, and they, they pounded the ball. And then I had Russell Wilson over 26 and a half. 
I lost this one. I don't really understand why. Thought he would have been running more. They would have incorporated more designed runs given the success of quarterbacks like Justin Fields against the Lions, but it is what it is. Uh, 1 p.m. Sunday window, I had uh, Chigakonkwo from the Tennessee Titans, over 31.5 receiving yards. He got there. Had Justin Fields under 58.5 rushing yards. That was a win. Um, so I was like, I was going 2 0 in a window. Then the next game, 0 2. I had Josh Allen over 35.5 rush yards. Uh, I had that over. He had like 30 or 31. And then Tony Pollard catches. The game script should have dictated that that this would have gotten there, but he did not. He had three catches, so I missed that one by a half. Uh, Sunday night football, I had Trevor Lawrence under three and a half rush attempts. He finished with four. Uh, that last scramble at the end not only got him over this number, which caused me to get a loss, but it uh, also gave him the concussion. Uh also had Isaiah Likely over 32 and a half receiving yards. Uh, that was a win. And then Monday night football had two wins, had Kenneth Walker over 47 and a half and DK Metcalf over 59 and a half. That was a couple of wins. So again, official bets from last week, I was four and three on the leans last week, four and three, all in all five units up on the season. And, uh, Going to go with 16 props this week. So I'm going to pull this up right now if you're watching live on, on YouTube. 16. So we have a game on Saturday, the 23rd. We have two games. We have one at 4.30 and one at 8. The one at 8 is exclusive on the NBC app Peacock, which isn't great. Uh, I may have to figure out how to watch that on like NFL Plus or something like that. So that's that. that's two. On Sunday, Sunday you have, which is Christmas Eve, you have your normal assortment of games. You have 1 p.m. games, you have 4 p.m. games, and you have Sunday night football. Then on Christmas Day, the NFL has done us a solid while kicking the NBA right square in the junk. You got three games, normal three-game window. You have a 1 p.m. game, you have a 4 p.m. game, and you have an 8 p.m. game, that being the big one, San Francisco and Baltimore. So eight windows. So I was like eight props. Let's do it. Let's go for 16. Uh, and I actually got a 17th in here for you. Uh, let's just jump into these. If you're watching live on YouTube, you can see these. These are from our sponsor, BetMGM Grand. The promo code is Underworld. It gets you a deposit match. Check that out. Check them out. When you use the code Underworld, it lets them know that we sent you. All right. First one, Chase Brown. Over. Two and a half receptions. Pittsburgh's been pretty generous with the checkdowns to the running back position. And this is how Zach Taylor and the Cincinnati offense have kept Jake Browning in good shape. The 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 dinks and dunks, the working close to the line of scrimmage, the high, the high percentage, high volume passes. I think this is a number that he'll smash. And this is plus money. If you can see here on the screen, this is plus. 2.5. I'm assuming this is plus 120. So if I bet 10 bucks, I'd win 12. You can do the math from there. 20 gets you 24, et cetera, et cetera. I like this a lot. Um, he was the reason last week why Joe Mixon didn't hit his receptions prop. So this is my bet for the Saturday 4, 4, 430, whatever the hell window. We're going Chase Brown over two and a half 
My lean in this one, and I like both of these a lot. Cincinnati has given up the most yards to the tight end position, so I'm going to take Pat Fryermuth over 25 and a half receiving yards. This is also banking on Mason Rudolph having a better performance than Mitch Trubisky. I think this is a matchup that they can leverage. Cincinnati's okay against the wide receiver, but I, I think that when you're bringing in a new quarterback, we saw this with Bailey Zappi. He's leaned very heavily on Hunter Henry. Backup and, and, and younger quarterbacks tend to gravitate toward the tight end position. So bet number two, because I'm not going to recycle all, all eight of these at the end. Bet number two, this is actually lean. Excuse me. The bet was Chase Brown over two and a half receptions. The lean, Pat Fryermuth over 25 and a half receiving yards. Saturday night football. Oh, what we could have had. The Chargers are hosting the Bills. Uh, the Bills are basically, if they win out, they'll make the playoffs. Um, it's not guaranteed because everybody theoretically could win out. But if Miami loses to either Baltimore next week or Dallas this week and Buffalo wins out that Sunday night game, I would just bet you they flex Miami and Buffalo for the AFC East. It'll come down to that. Um, so this was going to be a good game, I think, but I don't think so. The The Bills are favored by like 13, 14, depends on where you get your line. But uh, I'm going to go on my bet for this window. I'm going Josh Allen under 29 and a half rushing yards. And, and this hurts to say because I'm in a very important fantasy football championship final four. I've got Josh Allen. The gentleman I'm playing had Derek Carr and Matt Stafford last night. And I need Josh Allen to have a big game. Uh, I, I think he'll he'll throw for a couple. He may even run one in. But I just think the overall top end yards aren't going to be as necessary. I think you want to keep Josh Allen healthy. Um, I could see him having like 15. And also, too, um, you're going to see this a lot in today's show, especially with some, some quarterback props, when the quarterback's a big favorite. So Josh Allen could have like 38 yards, and you could be like, well, then, then you would lose this bet, except that I think that Buffalo wins the game, and so does so does the, the, the Vegas odds makers. But if Josh Allen and the Bills win the game, he kneels out the clock, and that costs you between two and three yards per kneel down. So I, I was looking for some rush attempts. It wasn't up earlier. It could be up now because – that's another thing I like to do. If I think the winning quarterback's going to win the game and their rush attempt is, is kind of low, every one of those kneel downs counts as a rush attempt. Check a book kneel, near you. But I'm going Josh Allen under 29 and a half. Uh, my lean in the game is Dalton Kincaid, the Bills rookie tight end, over three and a half receptions. Chargers are one of the five worst teams in the league against the tight end position. And Gabe Davis has not been very good. Um, Khalil Shakur has been okay. Even Diggs has been kind of quiet. It's kind of been the James Cook show, but I think Dalton Kincaid can exploit this matchup against the Chargers. So that's my lean. Three and a half receptions over for a buck 20. All right. Sunday, 1 p.m. This is the bonus. This is that 17th one that I said I was going to do, but I. Uh, I'm just going to just to throw in because it, it caught my eye. I'm going Kaderil Hodge, 
wide receiver. You don't know who, who Kaderil Hodge is. This is available on Bet MGM Grand. You can go under one and a half receptions. I don't think he's had five receptions all year. And I don't know why he's on there. I think it's because he was a little involved last week. I don't know. Um, I guess if the Colts get beat by Kaderil Hodge, then 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 so be it. I threw that on there. You got to lay quite a bit. You got to lay like you got to bet 25 to win 10. So pretty sig- significant juice, but it feels like a free square if you're looking to parlay it with something that would uh, that would offset some of that juice. But just saw this one, thought I'd throw it in. Um, my 1 p.m. lean, so the slides in this slide deck are a little out of order, so I'm going the other lean. So Kadero Hodge was the 1 p.m. lean, part one. DK Metcalf is the 1 p.m. lean, part two. Uh, Going to go DK over 62 and a half. DK seems to be on a roll lately, should get Geno Smith back, and the Tennessee secondary is trash. Tennessee may or may not have Ryan Tannehill. That could help the total in this game, but I I just see a world where DK stays hot and they're going to continue to feed him. I'm going to go back to DK. It's a little bit higher than last week. Last week was 59 and a half. This week, 62 and a half, but still going to take DK over. Uh, that's a lean. And then my my official bet for the 1 p.m. window, the official bet, Gardner Minshew over 223 and a half passing yards. This is a number he's went over three of his last four. Um, I think he's went over it seven times this season in total. With Shane Steichen, Michael Pittman's going to play. I like this number quite a bit. So going Gardner Minshew over 223 and a half. And then my 4 p.m. lean is going to be Kyler Murray under 30 and a half. So this is 4 p.m. This is my lean. Kyler Murray under 30 and a half. The Bears defense has been playing really, really well since week six. Uh, They brought in Montez Sweat. I may not like the the fact that they gave up a second-round pick to get him, and they paid him a bunch of money. When the Bears weren't playing for anything, they could have gotten Montez Sweat for just as much money and kept the pick, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, the long and short of it is, is the Bears' defense have been playing really well, and I think they can keep Kyler under this number. So going Kyler Murray under 30.5 as my lean. And then my bet in the 4 o'clock window is Rashad White, running back for the Buccaneers. I have him over 3.5 receptions. Uh, This is a number he's been over plenty of times this year. And with Trevor Lawrence playing, this game's a shootout. And no team has given up more pass receptions to the running back this year than Jacksonville. So you add all those factors up, made this one a nice little bet for me. That's 4 p.m. Sunday, Rashad White over three and a half. Uh, Sunday night football, another one like a decade ago. Yeah, yeah, a decade, maybe eight years ago. Uh, you had Peyton Manning versus uh, Tom Brady. Now you got Bill Belichick versus Sean Payton. And uh, my lean in in this window is going to be Russell Wilson under 21 and a half rush yards. Um, he could run more, but the, the Patriots have given up. I believe it's the second. I know they're in the bottom five. I don't want to say second or third, but they've given up the second or third fewest rushing yards to the quarterback position. It's a tough matchup. and and this is a game where they could be winning. They're favored by a touchdown. So again, you go to the kneel out, 
I'm going Russell Wilson under 21 and a half. And then my bet, I'm going to go cut Cortland Sutton over three and a half. I think there'll be trouble running the ball. Uh, I, I do think you can move the ball a little bit in the air versus New England. Uh, this is not going to be a fun game. Uh, for those of you up getting ready for Christmas and waiting for Santa to come down the tree, this will not be a gift of a game, but it's football and we're going to watch it. Let's go to Sunday, or excuse me, Monday, Monday all day football, Christmas Day. Uh, my lean in this in this window is going to be Rishi Rice under six and a half receptions. Rishi Rice has been on fire, but that's a big number. The Raiders aren't horrible against the pass. I think they're 13th against the pass in the NFL. Uh, I know they're 13th in fantasy points allowed to the wide receiver position. I think Racy Rice will be fine, and I think this is a game that Kansas City will win. But I think you're, we're, 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 I think this feels like we're due for a Travis Kelsey game. So I'm gonna go Racy Rice under six and a half because you think about six and a half. That's Amon Ross St. Brown territory. That's Michael Pittman territory. I don't think Racy Rice is there. If you play Dynasty, could be a, a a pickup next year. And then my bet for the 1 p.m. game on Christmas going Patrick Mahomes under 18 and a half. Same thing with, with Josh Allen. I, I just don't think you'll need to. And with two weeks to go, you don't want to get these guys banged up. I think you're looking less to get margin, looking to get wins, get out of there and keep people healthy. I don't think you'll see Patrick Mahomes run a bunch. Plus you'll be kneeling out yards at the end of the game. They should beat the Raiders handily. So I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes under 18 and a half. Uh, Sunday four or Monday four thirty Eagles and Giants. Uh, my lean is going to be DeAndre Swift over sixty six and a half rushing yards. The Giants are one of the the, the, the bottom five against the run in the league. Uh, Philadelphia needs to slow the game down, not expose their secondary and, and and a defense that's been struggling. DeAndre Swift has played well. He never gets in the end zone. Uh, but I think this is a number that he can go over. So I'm going DeAndre Swift over 66 and a half rush yards. And then my bet for the 4 p.m. Christmas Day window is Jalen Hurts under 40 and a half. First of all, the Giants are one of the top five toughest matchups for quarterbacks in, in terms of rushing yards. His knee's been banged up. Is he going to rush him? Sure. Is he going to do the tush push? Absolutely. Uh, but I don't think he goes over this number. Uh, you know, obviously there's always the possibility he could break a long one. I don't think we're going to see it. I think they're going to be conservative. They need to get the win. They need to win out to win the division. Why risk getting him hurt? Uh, Jalen Hurts under 40 and a half. Uh, and then the final game, the big game, Sunday night, Mon I keep wanting to say Sunday night because I'm not used to this many Monday games. Monday, Christmas night, arguably one of the games of the year. You're going to have Lamar Jackson and Baltimore going to Brock Purdy and the 49ers, both teams 11 and 3. And my lean in this game is going to be Lamar Jackson under 59 and a half rushing yards. Uh, 49ers are just tough against the running quarterback. They, they've not given up this number yet. The, the most yards that I saw they've given up to a running quarterback this year was 48 to Josh Dobbs. And I know Josh Dobbs is not in Lamar Jackson's category but unlike Jacksonville which I don't think is a a real well-ran franchise super buttoned up 
I do think San Francisco is. I think this defense and the defensive coordinator are going to be, hey, we're going to let someone not named Lamar Jackson beat us. And that person is my bet for the Christmas night game, Isaiah Likely. Gang, as long as they keep Isaiah Likely under 40 yards receiving, he's going to be on my prop bet week in, week out until we get done with the playoffs because I think Baltimore is going to go a far away. Um, and this is not to say that Mark Andrews is replaceable or Isaiah likely is as good as Mark Andrews. It's just about Lamar and the way they scheme this offense. I, I love this number. Uh, we saw what Trey McBride did to the 49ers defense last week. I love this number. I think this is going to be a high scoring game. And there you go. That is the show for the week. Remember, I will not be here next Friday. There will be no podcast next uh, Saturday. Um, we'll see what I can do, if I can make anything happen to where I can get it done. Um, I may just chip this together and then stitch all the pieces together. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. There'll be a show next week. You, uh, you have my word on that. Just can't guarantee when I think New Year's Eve. So I'm going to get out of here. But before I do, I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Be smart with your betting. Be smart with your props. Remember, this is fun. Um, if it becomes a problem, there are resources out there for you. But please enjoy your family. Enjoy the games, but really enjoy your family. And enjoy the time. And uh, enjoy what should be some pretty good football. So uh, on behalf of me and the entire Dynasty Warzone crew, as well as the gang here at Player Profiler, hope you guys have a good holiday this week. And uh, we'll see you back next week. Thanks, guys. Think you with a little jit? Us. No, we think that you us. When we add up all those inches, that's gonna make the fucking difference between winning and losing. We won a game yesterday, and if we win one today, that's two in a row. We win one tomorrow. That's called a winning streak.